0: Podcasting to you live from the Exotic Orchard on the pre-convergence shard of Bant. It's Tap Tap Concede. Yo! I'm your host, Nelson. And, and I'm we- Ben. That's right. And- Dad's not here. <laughs> <laughs> the mice will play. Yeah, That's right. It's yeah, a- we can do whatever we want. Busy day here on recording, and we're mm-hmm. managing to get out this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom. We're not really sure what our slogan is. Buy cards from us, please, please. And if you are shopping at Card Kingdom, you can go to uh, the little the cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR and in the little message box say Loading Ready Run Sent Me button, please. And they'll give you a little one-inch button that says something funny.
1: Yeah. It, it, I, we should just do one that's Something funny. Yeah, that's it's probably, probably coming. Yeah, A the kingdom Ultimate of cards has been hero, done now, or so. I can't remember what's on the button. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to we'll try to pepper those in along with some real ones. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah I, I believe we have had. We are currently out of card kingdom buttons. Nice. Oh yeah, at one point. Yeah. Uh, nice. Card or, kingdom, and the kingdom of cards also, yeah. also possibly. Yeah, that, yeah they, they might have run out of that one
1: too. They didn't. They didn't really get a say what we like printed. They just put it on, and then I know like Jordan was like, ugh. <laughs> really we let this one through we we're, printed this we're, we're here to hurt them <laughs> yeah uh if you want to buy sealed product you can do
0: so from um from the u.s from card kingdom and if you want to buy magic singles you can get them anywhere It sent to you anywhere in the world super quickly mm-hmm. like disturbingly soon after you you know you can be like sleeving up for fnm and realize you forgot your sideboard and just get on your phone and then like you know a rock Hydra will, like, swoop in and
1: drop your cards onto your table. Oh, we're going to talk about rocks later.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this podcast is also brought to you by you, our kind and generous supporters at patreon.com forward slash loading ready run. Without you, none of our things would be possible. So thank you so much for your generous support. And also thank you to our YouTube members. New... Fancy ways to support uh, loading ray Run. Yeah, it's all about just options and avenues and stuff. You know, whatever
1: easiest for you.
0: Okay, so we're gonna start with a quick crack a pack. Oh, this is gonna be the quickest
1: crack a pack. Yeah. Mm. Would you please do the honors for me? All right, all All right. right, Here we go. Uh, And it's (laughs)
0: seven.
1: Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh. Classic 5th edition. 5th edition. That's funny because I literally was like, oh, we have a 5th edition pack in here before we awesome. start recording. The gorgeous gold foil. Yeah, and look at this. Of Shiv and Dragon, yeah. Uh, this comes to us from uh, Chris or Cola um, and was given to us at PAX East 2019. All right. Mm, all right. Thanks, Chris, Cola, Karn, whatever cool. your name is there. You can feel the old. Oh, hey. The packs were different then. Yeah, I was going to say. It's my favorite uh, band that nobody wants us. Uh, Nobody wants to hear it at the party. Uh, it's death grip, <laughs> legit. Death grip, very strong card. Yeah, it's if black you're a metal band, yeah. Uh, for an enchantment and
0: black black counter target green spell. I guess they're an electronic band, aren't they?
1: <sighs> kind of. Yeah, go put some death grips on and listen yeah, to the rest yeah. of this podcast.
0: Yeah, ooh, slightly at the same louder. Time. Yeah, and we'll see exactly. when they sync up. We'll try to just bob a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the music you listen to when you're stuck inside a washing machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got uh, sea spirit. Nice. Uh, four and a blue. Four, uh it It's got Ooh. water breathing. Yeah. Uh, and two. And, it's and a two. Three. And not flying. No. Ooh. What Who? a weird spirit.
2: Remember when Who needs the cost- color pie? Yeah. yeah.
0: Need that? Remember well, this costs three in like M thirteen or something. I like I guess this cool little beard. I guess it shrinks itself. Water course, it shrinks itself. So yeah. Is- yeah. No, it's just Ooh. got it's water breathing. There's all it's kinds of sp-
1: things going on here. Mm, he's got a big old gush. Oh my god, it's haunting me. Mm, still getting you. Felden's
0: canes no! okay <laughs> if you tuned in last Friday to FNPF Ben will let you know just how many Felden's canes have opened two
1: Felden's canes my Beachlander packs and they're and, chasing him uh yeah. I just, I got a peek, though, at the next card. Okay. Oh, it's spicy. Okay, good. We got ourselves a Lord of Atlantis. <laughs> right in the middle of the pack. Ooh, right in the middle, So, wait, yeah. what,
0: was this the uncommons? Do you I, think? Do you think it went top of the pack? Maybe? Yes, Death Grip 100% is uncommon. And then I assumed this water breather was common, but I guess
1: not. I don't know. Lord middle of Atlantis. Of Lord of Atlantis. Doesn't get any more 1993 than that guy. I mean, there's a first pick. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not a first pick. Goblin Digging Team. Hmm. 1-1. One, one, Break some walls down. I'd like to first pick that yeah, I fil- mean, folio art
0: right into my collection, though. This yeah.
1: card is uh, going to be really relevant in uh, the new Jeskai Commander. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can kill your own commander. Pick up later. your foil goblin digging teams now, right? Yeah. Yep. Marsh Viper, it's mm-hmm. uh, three and a green. For one, two. Oh, no, wait, sorry. The text is so small, it almost looked like flavor text on it. Yeah. Uh, if Marsh Viper damages any player, they get two poison counters, and if yeah. they have ten or more poison counters, they lose Like, the g- Is this the first instance of poison counters? Or? Well, okay,
0: so this is 5th edition. It includes various reprints, and poison, I want to say, first showed up in, like, alliances. Okay, alright. Is that right, or was it Mirage? Maybe it was Mirage. So, Anyways, yeah, poison counters were could, part of the very early part of the game, then got yeah. brought back with Infect. Well, because what's
1: interesting is this doesn't stop the damage no you take damage from original poison creatures too yeah so it's like you you take one that's and you get two poison. that's most of the reason why they
0: were so shitty yeah yeah i guess right <laughs> like you have a swamp mosquito and it rolls in and you're like okay 19 and one right it's like this is fun yeah yeah it's just going down in two directions <laughs> yeah there. exactly yeah Oof. visions
2: uh visions and mirage uh you got your crypt cobra your saber tooth cobra mm. uh there's the uh sequia assassin
1: yeah uh, slick uh, flavor text from Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the card. Giving snakes a bad name there. I found my first pick. It does give two poison heroes, though.
0: Oh yeah, here we go. Stone Raid. I'm still taking Lord Alanus over this. Yeah, card, but yeah. I do yeah. love I mean, both you go of for that value draft,
1: right? Well, I just really like playing both of them yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Armor of Faith. Not so the same deck. One for enchanted creature gets one one, and you can give it a bigger butt. It's got butt breathing, head butting. <laughs> Yeah. Not just called farting at that point. I guess when you pump toughness. Yeah, but, but uh, poop but, storm. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: poop storm. I like poop storm. Imagine if you could just breathe in and out of your bum. Mm, like like, like
1: cloaca. functionally. Yeah. yeah. Fun- <laughs> <laughs> the card is so weird. Too the art is really. It's just this hand.
2: Yeah, it doesn't actually seem like very good armor. Yeah. Really. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's why it's only plus one plus one, right? Uh, yeah. It's just a hand that like you hit it and you're like, oh. <laughs> like, is that what you want your faith to do? Just caress you. Mm, maybe or do you want it to like stop incoming bullets you know the hand like in front of you yeah it just kind (sighs) of covers the back let's move on well i mean this is old fantasy art right so they give really crappy armor to (laughs) to, to females (laughs) yeah yeah uh also fun card memory lapse with the with that dad dad ass uh, sorry i got so uncomfortable
0: looking at this armor faith guys (laughs) oh yeah oh this is the one where it's like I'm so stoked on Martadine's picture here because you just know what that wizard is saying and we're not going to say it. Yep. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't even need flavor text. Like, your face only makes that face when
1: you're about to, you know.
2: I think this is Cam's favorite uh, art for this card. It's probably. It's
1: very Cameron, yeah. Yeah, it's very, yeah. One in a blue, counter-target spell, put that spell on top of it. Yeah, you can
0: even just, like, it's not even an altar to just, like, put a computer monitor in front of this and then, like, the guy's hands are just, like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah right
1: yeah where did the uh, headshot come from what a yeah. weird card death ward oh yeah it's a trick yeah regenerate target creature neat uh vampire bats there we go yeah we got uh one for a flying oh one and then it's got fire breathing but you can only spend black black on it
2: yeah every every color gets the pumps
1: yeah I, yeah i have a weird history with this card where like I
0: played it a bunch back in the day, and I think it helped me learn that, like, you know, you should start playing Magic on turn one. It's a terrible rate, Mm -hmm. but but just, like, against what, you know, against everyone else's five and six drops that my other... As kids were playing, yeah. even just wasting your turn and putting power into the sky. It's like, hey, yeah. this is. Yeah, I mean, you are still keeping stuff in hand. It just or... seems to always get the first six points in, and then I, the lightning bolts can do the rest.
2: I remember always being frustrated by. I think it's dra- was it was a Dragon Whelp, mm-hmm. is the like red, yeah. just like zero one one for one with fire breathing. 2-3 for four, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dragon yeah. Whelp is
0: a 2-3 for four, yeah.
2: Oh, what, what's the little guy that's like zero one one with fire breathing?
1: Uh, there's Root Walla. Uh, Yeah,
0: that pumps, the, pumps itself. The is there a two-mana. 01 flyer in red that's fire breathing I maybe know. okay
2: there's All something right. like that but anyway it's I always got frustrated because of course you get two of them out and you're like wait right this so isn't like, there's no advantage to attacking with two of these it's no. <laughs> black I mean, harder a,
1: there's yeah. like a lot of little drakes I think that were either like one two yeah yeah, stuff, yeah. But, yeah yeah okay uh, pike men yep it's one and a white banding in first strike banding <laughs> good old banding. Uh, uh, Iron Tree Folk, because green doesn't get, uh, cool rules text. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 3-5 five for, five, for four and a green. The original oh. honk. Yeah. Five mana 3-5.
0: Dwarven warriors. Hey, there's a combo in this pack. Yeah? You can dwarf up your, uh, which is the one that has an, oh yeah, you can dwarf up your Marsh Viper. Oh, true. Beauty. Beauty.
1: Yeah, it can't be blocked. Just kill him slowly. I don't know which one's the first pick and which one's the wheel. Uh, could be Terror. <laughs> oh, yeah. could be a first pick as well. Terror's like primo removal. Totally fine first pick. Yeah, I'm not but sure. I think it's probably Lord of Atlantis.
0: I like Lord of Atlantis, although, honestly, if you're drafting this set, I have no idea how supported Merfolk is. Or yeah. In, in Alpha, there was one
1: other Merfolk. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Right. Is that like, just like Pearl Trident? Yeah, it's yeah. Pearl Trident. So you can
0: make your one one for ones into two twos with Island Walk, and Sweet. otherwise you have a Grizzly Bear. Yeah. So like it might be Terror or Stone. Right. Terror is probably the best. Yeah. Because there's no like great creature in that so, pack or great spell. It's yeah. a real,
2: real iconic art there for Terror. Yeah. yeah. No. That is excellent that that is monster. an excellent uh uh you know f- depiction of the word Terror. That's mm-hmm. pretty much a a perfect. Yep, yeah, that, that's That's exactly... Gives me... I, I was yeah, so
0: scared
1: yeah. I jumped out of my clothes and my skin. And it gives me a uh, Clive Barker vibe. A right. little bit, too, if you've ever yeah. seen Clive Barker's art. It's very, like, pastel-y kind of... Like, not pastel colors, but it just sort of looks like... Um, it's so many colors sort of smudged together in, right, into okay. one. I, I don't know. I'm, I am not an art student, so I don't actually know oh, how to okay. describe that kind of art. But yeah, yeah, like
0: the tone on the, like, flesh or whatever of the... Afraid character in this yeah. art is an interesting color, right? Like obviously most of the paint is black, but mm-hmm. then like, it's like you're seeing the person's muscles or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was a sweet pack. Yeah, that, yeah. There was a lot of cool little things in there. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we got, we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah.
0: We're gonna race through some announcements. Yeah, it's been an exciting week for Magic. Mm-hmm. There was this big OP announcement recently. Yeah. Uh, with a whole bunch of different parts that, um, explains the upcoming next year's structure for really high-level magic, right? So it's not, it wasn't so much um, an announcement about the Grand Prix or Magic Fest structure that, as far as we know, is going to remain the same, but it does give us some information about the upcoming, like, players tour and the kind of regional tournaments that are becoming up, and also the new... Uh, version of the Magic Players League and Rivals League. Mm-hmm. So they've for the for the very top they've kind of split up. There's fewer spots in the in the MPL, but there's more slots total in this Rivals League which will feed into the MPL. So the best players from the Rivals League in a regular tournament will get to go into the MPL and then getting into the Rivals League I read it, but I can't remember but it's like kind of, if you fall out of the MPL, that's where you go. And then if you can be the best at everything else from the the mythic championships on digital and on paper, then you can get into the Rivals League basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's neat. And hopefully something that most of the people in the NPL right now are happy about, because that announcement, that part of the announcement, I think is like for them, right? If you're already a pro magic player, and you are disappointed about the news of the MPL and the the rivals league, then that that seems really sad because it really should be for the pros, for the current members of the MPL, and the people who are like almost in the MPL. Yeah, already. I think I think a lot of people were just looking for clarity,
1: essentially. Yeah, like clarity exactly. is always important for sure. You know, it's,
2: I mean, I, f- I feel like one of the big things with the MPL was there, it was very unclear as to like how long you stay in the MPL, right. Mm-hmm, right. what you you know, what are the requirements to get. You know how are the new to the how are new yeah. people coming in? How are if you do really badly, do you get kicked out or do you stay in for a certain amount of time? And right. all that stuff was very unclear. So now uh, it seems to be like they they've sort of codified that. Yeah, so
0: that's great. Um, now the other part of the announcement has to do with this players tour, and there'll be there'll be some open qualifiers that can feed into. There already are already are met uh, mythic championship qualifiers. And the way those are going to work looks like to be uh, expanding. So we're still waiting on the exact details. But hopefully if you're a grinder, which could be like anyone who's just started or been playing forever, but you're interested in chasing the pro dream or just playing competitively, hopefully in your area, fingers crossed, there's more tournaments and more opportunities for you to do that. That was one of the complaints about switching from... The old pro Tour system into the current magic fest in the MPL days is that we lost like earlier earlier than that but it was n- n- near the same time the transition happened we lost the pptqs that were happening in stores um and moved to just regional ptqs again meaning there were less frequent opportunities to play competitively so we some stores are gonna be getting those back basically mm-hmm. like not not those back but something else that will probably feel the same, because the attendance will be in the middle of a store PTQ and a big regional, uh, or store PPTQ and a big regional PTQ. I think it's also- Because it'll be just the lucky stores, basically, or just the best stores.
1: Well, yeah, and even even not in a in competitive sense, like, um, like a, a PTQ was my first, experience with competitive REL, right. right? Where it's like, things are obviously serious and, and on the line in those scenarios, but uh, maybe a little bit high less high stakes than like a, a main event at a, a GP or, or a Magic Fest or something. Yeah, right? yeah. It, like it gives you, it's a good like stepping stone, especially because it's your, Uh, your LGS, so maybe you know people there and it feels like a little bit more of a comfortable scenario for you to learn to play competitively too. For sure. Mm -hmm. Weirdly, I've found in in my playing career
0: that playing at a Grand Prix actually is more casual than playing it at a PTQ. Like oh, yeah? a PPTQ I would say is still even the the most comfortable because you you were like just getting a stepping stone to play for a tournament where you can get a seat. Yeah. But if there's a seat and especially a plane ticket to the Pro Tour where you can, you know, win lots of money and also there's accolades and there's kind of just like the cloud and the sense of victory attached to it. Um if if that's on the line in the tournament, I've found both playing and judging watching players like that's when people are playing their most serious or the most cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the Grand Prix, it's like you can win a lot of money, but uh, because a good finish at a Grand Prix is like you prize and you got some, some money, but it's no closer to getting to the next thing or getting an invite, people are just... A little bit more casual. Yeah,
1: it's for, it's for fine, sure. but yeah. Well, because I mean, th- th- it helps that like Magic Fests and whatnot are so much more than just the main event now. Oh, for sure. Too yeah. right. Like, f- I mean, depends on what you're you're aiming for. I guess as like a, a player, but I think that especially since they became Magic Fests and not Grand Prix, they've yeah. been aiming it more to, as a convention and a celebration of yeah. Magic as opposed to just. This all about the GP. This yeah. high stakes sort of environment, and that
0: and that's still great. Yeah, um, yeah. We we said it before, but the change of the name of the the Grand Prix because the Grand Prix actually is still a thing. The Grand Prix is the main event at a Magic Fest, mm-hmm. and giving it the new umbrella of just like the weekend is the Magic Fest is total. I'm still totally in favor, and I think it's it's worked out great. Yeah, well, it, it, that's kind of what they are. we yeah. already the yeah, Grand Prix it, was well, already it, like the big gathering.
1: It wasn't yeah. quite at the time they made the name change i mean we we talked about this obviously forever yeah. ago but yeah. n- like now they're doing more uh more panels and yeah, and they bring more like in more artists stuff. There's and more kind of events yeah they're funneling yeah, more right. channel fireball has been funneling more money into the outside of just yeah. the event kind of stuff which has been yeah. super cool like especially in seattle they had a huge artist alley uh, area which was super cool they we got a booth right. uh, to sling art stuff so it was it was awesome i was very very impressed with yeah. how it's been moving yeah
0: what makes magic fest it's lrr
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: okay so James and Graham will probably have things we want to talk to about that or, or Cameron or whoever else is on the show. So we'll probably come back to the OP announcements. There'll also be like, there'll be more refinements and exact details that come out with that. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that again. I also want to talk a little bit about judge Academy. Yeah. I was going to say this, yeah. is, this is a
1: hot button sort yeah. of thing. Yeah,
0: know? for sure. So I've read a fair bit and similar to the OP announcement. I'm cautiously optimistic. I guess over it. Yeah, talk about what okay, Judge so, Academy is. So Judge Academy, there's been a thing called... there Back in the day, there was a thing called DCI, and recently there's been a thing called the Judge Program. So this is uh, a set of high-level judges and administrators or whatever who are kind of in charge of the direction of how judges get certified and look for work and communicate with each other and gather and write reviews of each other and organize. And... Its contract. They were they were told by Wizards that their contract is over in October, and they needed to find some new or some new entity needed to come up for like legal reasons. Um, so what we have is Judge Academy, which is going to be is owned by Tim Shields of uh, Cascade Games, and has a bunch of like high level great judges already on staff uh, working for it and managing it, and it looks to have a plan, if not an answer for every question, but a plan in place and hopefully an answer soon for a lot of questions. It also, so it's gonna take over certifying judges. It's gonna charge a yearly membership. This is new. It's charging the yearly membership of its judges. So if you're a level one judge, you have to pay $100. If you're a level two judge, you have to pay $200. For level three judge, you have to pay $400. Oh, okay. So this like, the initial reaction to this from, I would say, most people is one of kind of disappointment or distaste. To me, it kind of says like, after, you know, reading more and trying to understand why they're doing it, it's just like kind of disappointing. I would rather live in a world where, not just that I don't have to fork over some money, but just that like, you know, we're acknowledged and taken care of by the parent company more, just mm-hmm. that they have a way to well, yeah, to fund. Like it'd be nice if Wizards had a way to fund this yeah. so that they don't have to ask for the members to pay for it,
1: because the 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 thing that I think didn't really do them service was they gave this sort of half announcement, right? The way the early, announcement about Judge Kennedy happened was it was issue. just yeah. not a not not a smart decision, I think. Like right, they yeah. they only released the bad news <laughs> kind of as like a hey, there's a big thing happening. Yeah, here's this thing that's obviously a very hot button topic. We'll explain. In a couple of days, and and just yeah. like left everybody to just sort of like, like I remember, Serge ran in the room. <laughs> we were playing Friday Night Paper Fight. And he's like, "Just so everybody knows, this is happening." And he's okay. like, "Oh, that sucks." And he's like, "Yep." And he like walks out, <laughs> and we were <laughs> like, "Whoa, okay." Oh, so Serge. that that didn't do them the service, but right, yeah. I mean, c- cooler heads are
0: going to prevail eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, yeah, gonna I was going to
2: say the the consensus I've I've heard was that. Uh, for whatever reason, ever uh, fault it was, it had to be... It seemed to have to be put together way faster than it should... Have, like, it seemed to yeah. be a real scramble, whether the fact that the, like, normal... The pre- previous judge thing was going to be discontinued wasn't... Ex- what, like, wasn't made clear to these... You know, what wasn't made clear and then they had to sort of scramble to create this new entity. Yeah. I heard
0: that they they had a rumbling or they knew that it was going to be happening a couple months ago. So they had kind of like three months to do it, which is like not like October is in like two months from now. Right. Or less. Yeah. It's in like six weeks. So, and these announcements just came out a week or two ago. And then, you know, the company has only just like formed three months before that. So it's like they really should have been given like another year to figure everything out. Um, but they couldn't for Mm -hmm. reasons. So it's like, yeah, I mean the judge Academy, the, the, forces that cause judge Academy to need to exist um, are like maybe disappointing and not ideal. And that, and, but you know, when I say that, I don't mean to call anyone out on their uh, their efforts to bring it about. It does look like judge Academy is going to be a very exciting organization to be a part of and going to help judges a lot. And hopefully make a bunch of judges lives easier and also going to reward judges for a bunch of the really hard work that, uh, a lot of them are doing as volunteers, like on judge apps, uh, people just write, judges just write, um, articles and content and like things like flashcards and translations. And they do all this work just because they think judges are great and they like the community and they, they work super hard, but like, it's a lot of time. Like they put a lot of time to it. I've like only dabbled, just like trying to do, um, you know, little bits when I have something I think is useful. But there's plenty of people who just, like, have the time and or make the time to just, like, put a bunch of content on Judge Apps just so mm-hmm. other judges can, like, get up to their level and learn this thing. So the community is great. And hopefully the community just, like, stays together and still feels so, like that. So,
2: so the premise is that Judge Academy uh, will be – creating those kind of uh, resources flashcards and things with like their paid staff yeah. will okay. actually w- rather than relying on on you know random volunteers to, to do it i think that's probably, sort of part, yeah. of part of the uh, i think probably uh, they're going to have to buy value a bunch of the older stuff yeah, yeah. or it, hiring
1: people to do similar things yeah does it fun- like so i'm curious what the where where the benefit of it lies in, in certain senses. Like does it operate at all semi like kind of like, like a union in any way? Like do they help you no. find No, okay. For so sure you... not.
0: Yeah. So it's not that. It is a place where you can get certified um to judge magic tournaments. Right. And your certification, in theory, this is sort of sort of a question, but I think the answer is like a resounding yes. Like your certification will be recognized by large tournament organizers and most likely your LGS, like maybe there'll be an LGS. It's like, we don't want a judge Academy judge. We want this other judge or like, or like if we're being realistic with this, this example, there'll be like an LGS. This is like, no, we're only using this judge, this guy we know. Right? right. And like, you know, an LGS, I don't know if they have like a right, if they want to be in the WPN or not to do that. That's an interesting question that might come up. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Cause I'd
1: be, I'd be curious. Cause it's just like, like, I don't think
0: the WPN has let out an announcement about judge Academy where they're just like, You need to have a judge academy judge if you want to run f m like that announcement might come out but as far as i know that
1: that would be more intriguing i guess in in that sort of way because it's just like there has to me in in the sense of like a a, of a of a certification not necessarily a promise that you're going to get jobs within Mm -hmm. you know that but it's it feels as though that there needs to be some sort of backing on it right otherwise this is just some entity that's like pay us dollars and you get a, a shiny card. Right. A shiny did, card doesn't benefit anything.
0: Well we yeah, we didn't talk about that. But it's We're, like you pay you pay them dollars, which I mentioned is like kind of it sort of disappoints me that like you need to do that. But they are just covering your cost for paying them dollars. Like they need these dollars oh, in yeah, order to run sure. to run the academy. But uh, you know, they're they get the cards from wizards to send to you for giving them dollars. So it's like this is just the way they've managed to, like, get funded. And then, but the, weirdly, the people funding them, like the judges paying this money, shouldn't actually be out of pocket anything. Like, I, you know, I'm a level two judge. I'm going to be sent whatever it is, 16 foils next year or something. Um, and I should have no problem getting my 200 bucks back. Mm-hmm. And that's the case for, like, every level, right? Like, it should be a total piece of cake it the the only like difficult scenario is it, there might be judges who have a tough time initially coming up with the money mm-hmm. uh and there there are some like i think grassroots i don't think there i don't know there's an official like judge academy will like try to make sure that you get hooked up with someone who pays your fee for you but there are like judges of course trying to help each other so there are people in lots of places saying like okay well i'll just i'll buy your foils in advance or whatever yeah you know, assuming you, you're going do it but that's still, I mean, it's still definitely an extra layer of work that a judge who doesn't have $100 or $200 or $400 needs to go through. So that's that's maybe a little disappointing, too. I yeah, hope it, we don't lose anyone along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know? it, it would certainly honk to, like, have people not be able to judge anymore because they can't afford yeah. uh, a membership or something. Because, it's like, I can absolutely understand some sort of uh, payment regarding, like, you know, to get your certification. Because most, right. most yeah. things in life in general. Yeah, first aid courses aren't free. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you know, like to a lot of the jobs that I used to do, like forklift training and all yeah. that jazz, you had to pay for Latter it, Ladder eventually isn't expense free. it. Yeah. yeah,
0: food safe isn't free. Yeah, yeah,
1: so it's like, that that makes sense to me, but then typically with those, there's some indication that I'm getting a job. So yeah, that, for sure. My, my, only, my only worry is that somebody, you know, manages to scrounge up a hundred bucks and then can't, right. doesn't get on any, Gigs there's, or anything like that because they're like, oh, we're all full up or, or what have you.
2: Well, there is also like a certain, um, yeah, like I mean, uh, back in the day, I was I had like Microsoft Professional certification or yeah. whatever, would take take a test and do all this stuff, and there is definitely like an implication that having that certification opens up certain doors in terms right. of getting jobs and stuff. But there's a weird situation with the judge. It seems like you know, in, except for when you're, you know, as you get better, in the higher levels of judging. Uh, in larger events um, it's it's a little different but especially it's sort of a small local event judges will are often sort of volunteer right for their or, or or you know a very a very uh, minor yeah. sort of honorarium or something there's
0: a really big spread because when you're not judging a competitive event you're allowed to plan it so plenty of judges are like the judge at an LGS and m and they still just also plan it and like maybe they get their entry fee free or maybe they get like some extra swag or they get like a discount or they're you know they work something out with the LGS owner but they might just be judging because they want to and they enjoy doing judging but they are in every financial sense another player Mm -hmm. right Right. So and and sort of
2: the you know, paying for certification in order to volunteer is a little yeah. bit yeah, uh, it's hard weird, to swallow. Yeah, yeah,
0: a little hard to swallow.
1: So yeah, I mean, hopefully there's something within that that yeah, um, like because again, like I'm not, I'm not. Uh, like dogging on it or anything it's just it's, it's, it's weird for like because I think it's absolutely important that like as you were saying that there's official resources and stuff for judges people are being paid to put together these right. these things that other people can use and where else is the money going to come from right yeah it's like it's, it's tough not to just be like well the money should come from wizards or or channel fireball or, or yeah. people who need judges to run their event if they're looking at the certification program but well yeah i mean like yeah tos do pay judges yeah. so in a in, you could you know you can make that weird
0: capitalist argument where it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you go to work and cfbe pays you and then you go give your money to judge academy so it's like cfbe did kind of pay for yeah, it yeah but yeah who knows <laughs> anyways there's also like there it's been stated that like they're could be other options for certification besides Judge Academy, which, like, maybe has been true of the current Judge program, too. Maybe there are other options for uh, Judge certification. I had never thought of it before certainly just like when I started I found a judge and said hey how do I become a judge and then they're like hey these resources and I do that all the time mm-hmm. right when people walk up to me and ask me how to be a judge I point them towards the judge program Yeah. but maybe next year I'm going to have to explain like oh, okay well where are you or like uh, <laughs> have you heard of Judge Academy and like you know or which store do you play at oh they need you to go through this like you know yeah Here, <laughs> there's here's like, a...
1: if there's like competing resources like yeah. like, well if you like so and so you can yeah. go to these these certificates yeah. here's like, a selection
2: of pamphlets that give <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you- yeah, let me ask the you first, if, if you buy your, your cards be from Karking. you're standing outside
1: Kingdom. a YJ, like, have you heard the good news? Like, <laughs> he's got, like, three her... <laughs> Yeah. Ugh.
0: Come on down to crazy Nelly's school of judging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll see you on the internet later when I am a GIF because well, I said that.
1: At least all the information is there because like, it, it always just comes down to clarity. I can't sure. believe I—I I know I already said it. But I just can't yeah. believe that that initial tweet. It was yeah, it was r- weird. I don't know. Idea it was like it was rough, and it
0: was probably ultimately like a mistake. But they were put under pressure to like get, oh, for get this sure. announcement out, and they were put under pressure to like get this company made. Mm-hmm. And they honestly like I, I like have hanging out in the like Google Hangouts or Facebook live chats or whatever with like the judges who are on staff with judge Academy and trying to answer questions and like, they really are just like doing their best to get yeah, the word out to no, judges who sure. need to know. And like they, and they also are being super cool, mm-hmm. right? But, like, well, and yeah, t- Twitter and, they're, and they're, social they're pretty media. approachable. Yeah. They Twitter just don't have all their answers yet.
1: yet. Yeah, yeah. Like Twitter and social media is all a, it's a skill. Like right, knowing yeah. what to say and how it could be interpreted in 20 bajillion different ways mm-hmm. is, 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 like kind of part of a business yeah, a little bit. Um, and, and, uh, in that scenario, obviously like they were under pressure and hopefully, hopefully like all the information is there and, and clarity will always kind of continue to be the way for it because it's such a major shift. Yeah. Right, but, but to answer your earlier question, too, it is definitely not a union. Yeah. Oh, right?
0: no. But. Even though it sounds like union dues, right? You have to pay a, mm-hmm. a yearly fee that's a triple digit number, right? And it's like, no, it's not a union at all. And it isn't it. They definitely have said, like, we are not here to like you know, get judges medical benefits or uh, any or to help judges get jobs like we're yeah. not here to talk to TOS and make sure that judges have job security or,
1: you know, any, well, that's the major thing, or, right?
0: Are you for their wages? Right. Like, yeah. Like
1: yeah. I, I, I don't picture it as a as a scenario. Yeah. Where like you said, like getting like benefits and stuff, but like certainly like Like I used to work with IATSE, which was like the theater workers, right? And they would give you calls and be like, Hey, we got a job on this time. Are you available to come do this? And you'd be like, yeah, sure. So I was like hoping that maybe it would be something within that line. Like, Hey, we've got you on our list of judges. Uh, there's this tournament here. Can you go? But I guess that's like maybe. Be... that'll come for the future. Maybe there'll be a judges unit someday. Yeah, because yeah. it's difficult because you obviously need like an I. you would need a union building in every city that runs like a major right. thing or whatever, right? Yeah. But because you can't just be like, hi, uh, I see you're listed here in Canada. There's a uh, Magic Fest happening in uh, Osaka. Uh, are you able to make this yeah. one? Like, can I write you down as working it? And you're yeah. like, no. Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's, that's how it works Will now. You fly like, me? The, no. Yeah, the postings
0: come up on Judge apps right now, and then you. Look at your schedule, and yeah. then, you, then you look at Google Flights, and you're like, "Well, what, yeah." I was talking to a, a friend who's in Seoul right okay. now, doing yeah. that
1: kind of stuff. So,
0: yeah, I mean, that's already what judges do. We're yeah. a jet setting,
1: <laughs> James than we Bond, do. <laughs> you know, first class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I
0: wish. No, I don't think I travel more than you guys do. I didn't go out out east this year, so mm. that's cool. Did you Did you do that trip? A bunch of people went to Boston.
1: Uh, no, I didn't okay. do Boston. But... I don't travel as much as Graham. Yeah, Graham travels a yeah. lot. Last year, I got to do Australia, so right, that's a pretty big one. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Okay, that's all I got for you. But we'll probably talk about Judge Academy more, and we'll definitely talk about the OP announcements more once we learn more about them, because everyone learns more about them. We yeah, will offer yeah. the medium, cold, and occasionally much too spicy. Like I can't eat this. Ah,
1: oh, please take it back. I'm a I'm a white guy. Uh, Yeah, I'm
0: here for the medium takes, and I hope you have (laughs) enjoyed them.
1: All right, let's talk about Commander. Yeah, there's only one reason why I'm ever invited onto Tap (laughs) Tap Tap, Conceit, and it's usually to talk about Commander in some form. You're probably supposed to be here every week. Mm, Your voice back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Commander 19 is coming along. Uh, They did the full spoilers, and I'm sure every magic podcast under the sun has probably gone over all the cards and stuff like that, but we haven't. Damn it. So we're going to give you some. And we're uh, under the sun and we're a podcast. Yeah. Damn we, it. We follow those those exact categories. So we're going to talk about these things. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, forever ago, they talked about the, the what the four styles are going to be. You got yep. your uh, morph. You got flashback. You got populate. And you've got uh, madness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I am sure for most people listening, you've probably taken a look at at them if if they if they interest you. So the kind of things that I guess I wanted to talk about are what decks I think are gonna be most fun for people out of the box, what ones are gonna be the most powerful, and what kind of cool things you can get out of them if you're just kind of looking to like, because a lot of people just purchase all of these because there's certain cards in there that might intrigue them and they're not yep. printed in other things. Well, they just
0: want commander decks and yeah. you
1: buy all four at once, you usually get a bit of a deal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So um, I think honestly the the deck that most people are probably excited about is the morph deck. okay um, uh, A lot of people who play uh, Animar uh, are, are, were, were pumped by this. Uh, because the Animar is already a very, very strong commander deck, Um, and now it's getting even more support and more cool cards and stuff. Um, But I like the, the, the consensus that's kind of around this morph deck is it's morph but fair and balanced i guess um it's 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 gonna be more of a mid-rangey grindy thing where you just get a lot of cool value Did you say things? most
0: morph decks so far are fair and balanced or
1: underpowered or are they overpowered animar decks are very very strong animar, animar decks strong? get to the okay, point where right. they're just playing i mean this is obviously like cdh kind of level yeah sure stuff, sure right but yeah Animar decks can just eventually just start playing like their entire deck hey. and whatnot. And for those who don't know what the card is, I guess it's teamer mana, blue, red, green, for one, one. It's got pro white, black, just because. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and whenever you cast a creature spell, you put a one, one counter on it and creature spells you cast cost one less for each 1-1 one, one counter. So all you gotta do is get three counters on this thing and all your morphs are free. Right, okay, mm. right. So that's
2: kind of the big part of it. And NMR was the featured commander in the commander 2011 yeah. uh, pre-cons. Yeah. One of the
0: first commander uh, pre-con deck cards, right? Like didn't this guy come out with scavenging use like, in the very first set mm-hmm. of, I think so. of commander product decks? Yeah. Also, you mentioned CEDH, so let me do the Marshall here, and it's like, what does the C stand for? Competitive. It's competitive. When you mm. talk about CEDH, you mean your good deck. Yeah, yeah. Your broken deck. Yeah. Your un- so, fun like, deck. The deck that you put away and your friends won't play with anymore. <laughs> yeah, But like you basically didn't that tear one. it
1: apart. Yeah, the one that wins on turn two. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so Morph is actually quite powerful. And Commander. Right. people that, that were plucking to play thing.
0: Canadian Highlander. Yeah. You know, the CDH players. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: So this, this deck was exciting for a lot of people and the, the card that's at the helm of it is, God, I'm always going to forget her name. It's Kadena? Kadima? Kadena? The Naga Lady? Yeah, Kadena. Kadena. Um, Slinking and, Sorcerer. Yeah, and so she basically lets you cast your first morph creature for free. You just get right. to, the first one you cast a turn, you get to put it down. Like an Animar with yeah. a throttle. Yeah, the idea being that uh, one of the big things about morph decks is that you never want to have all your mana tapped down. You want to ha- okay. be able to have it up and available at all times, so you can do your cool flippity do and, and and gotcha somebody. Um, and then whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you get to also draw a card. So it's just like it's it's going to consistently value people out. And um, there are some like really exciting things on this, but the the main part that I find about this deck uh, is it doesn't have too many cards that are new that I think um, can do things very well outside of a morph sort of shell. Like there's just gonna be sort of better things for you to do. Like a lot of people are really excited about, it's the monkey snake, uh, Thieving Amalgam, uh, because it's an ape snake, right? Hmm. Creature types are fun. Yeah, but it's like, so at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you manifest the top card of that player's library, and whenever a creature you control but don't own dies, its owner loses two life and you gain two life. Okay. So it's like... This doesn't have morph, though. It's a seven No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, this is kind of interesting, but it's like, this isn't doing anything with the card's that are in the deck really, right? Like this it is gets kind of you a face s-
0: down creatures. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting card. And I think it's, it's, it's super cool. Uh, but like with the morph deck, there's a lot of, it's a lot of like reprints of stuff. There's um, a lot of
0: words on this one card. Whenever yeah. a
1: creature you control,
0: but, but don't, don't own <laughs> dies. Yeah. So once, once one of the things you've stolen dies, it's owner. That's your opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it's,
2: it's, it's like mill, but with extra steps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, I also missed that he has inherent synergy. It's because you manifest the top card of that player's yeah. library. Yeah, he does everything in Oh, reward. my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. This, yeah. this guy is doing. All of the weird things together. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Sorry, I thought, it was, also I thought he was just mana. making manifests. Yeah. Um, just like a Whisperwood Elemental. But mm-hmm. I, I did the classic Magic Player thing of reading a paragraph and thinking I had read it. But really, I skimmed it and filled in wrong words.
1: <laughs> it's like, read- oh, you know this effect.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool card. And a lot of people are excited
1: about it. Tap, tap, concede. Brought mm-hmm. to you
0: by reading the card explains the card.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think the card that most people are excited about out of this is Volrath. Yeah. Oh yeah, or or like Polraths Shapeshifter a lot. shape stealer. sorry. Right. Um, that, this, that guy from this deck seems really sweet. Yeah, because it just does cool things. And people yeah. like commanders that do cool things. For um, sure. So it's like, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you put a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target creature. Worth noting, it's target creature. Right. So... Um, You can put it on your own if you'd like, or you can put it on your opponent's creatures. The world's your oyster, right? Put that minus one, minus one wherever you like. Yeah, and then until the end of your turn, Volrath, the shapeshifter, becomes a copy of target creature with a counter on it, except it's a seven-five and has this ability, so you can keep doing that, and you can keep shapeshifting if you'd like. But
0: wait, Judge, if if there's a minus one, minus one counter on my opponent's primeval Titan, and then I copy it, will my Volrath be six, five, instead of seven, six, four, instead of seven, four.
1: No, no,
0: because you're not going to counter copy yeah. the counter.
1: Yeah. All right. So I, it's just cool. I could hear you asking. Yeah. What I really like about the design of this card too, is they put it in uh, it's a, it they have green, it's, it's in green, black still. So a lot of people, if they want to, can slot this into your Hapatra deck uh, and add blue, you get a no all another color to, right. uh, to screw around with. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the card's just, it's super neat. You can go so many avenues with this. You could do like a, a clone style deck as well. Like Yeah, clones, ret- clones ret- are fun cards in general. Yeah, and this yeah. is like a cool, flexible clone. Yeah, so... But uh, also it's just a beatdown
0: engine. If you don't even activate the first ability and you just want to attack, you can yeah, make this mean, commander. It's, it's, a seven, it's got that five. seven. The seven, the classic commander number of three yeah. hits, right? Yeah, it's a seven, five for five. Yeah, (laughs) it's like above curve already. Yeah, reasonable.
1: It's very, very good. Yeah. Um, And then like, I'm sure North 100 will have something to say about this card. Yeah. And again, like, I'm I'm sure some people are like, but Ben, you're missing this card, which is like the coolest. And I'm like, you're you're not wrong. Like, there are cool things. Uh, There are some cool new morph things like Kadena's Silencer, which is a two one for two, but it also of course has Mega Morph. And when it's turned face up, you just get to counter all abilities your opponents control, which is just neat. Just cool, cool, like, little card. I like it's how it's costed and stuff. It's too all around. Um, but, like, I think this deck will be a lot of fun out of the box. Like, it'll be one of the most fun ones you, ones you can play, like, out. Just if you get all four and you have no personal preference on how and you're, you're, you're magic. And you're a Commander player. Yeah. yeah like, you're, this you're, you're already really an cool. Entrenched Commander player. Yeah. I
0: think if you get these decks and you're new to the format, you've decided that Commander 2019, hey, that your local so- store has Commander precons, you're, you know, you and your girlfriend are planning to get into commander together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh I think if you're brand new, you should play the tokens deck. Yes. I think this Proliferate deck is like really really good. It's
1: the sh- so yeah, I was yeah. going to say this is the okay. strongest deck, but also like opinion. maybe
0: the easiest one to play. Yeah, for like, sure. it's got a whole bunch of bombs. They're not that hard to figure
1: out. Yeah. And you can just make a bunch of big tokens exactly. and they do cool stuff. That was going to be the thing yeah. I talked about. I think my favorite thing about this deck is the fact that it decided, you know what everybody plays go wide tokens everybody <laughs> you think of tokens you're like Bleh, I'm, de- I'm swinging at you with 71 ones <laughs> they decided to go tall with this and I think right. it's super cool big because tokens you've right? got yeah. like desolation twin and stuff in there you know like you've got uh, dragon master outcast that like starts making dragons and sweet, stuff sweet sweet five mana Garrick. yeah giant uh, Adiphage, which is always like a, <laughs> big, a funny, card. dumb insect that I always forget about it's a 7-7 for 7 with trample that starts making other it's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just this deck seems sweet. Swag Tusk is back
0: if you didn't have enough of those
1: yet. Yeah, yeah. The mimic vat. Um always think, popular commander card. I think an incredibly spicy include, but also just because I love the card, Feldon yep. is in this deck. Feldon's in it, su- so it's super like, fun. Even when they kill your big your even when they kill your giant Ataphage, you Felden it back, hit somebody with it, and you have another giant Ataphage. And then that giant Atavage can make more Atavage. Oh, they included rocket—that's d- d- incredible.
2: D- does he have his cane with him?
1: <laughs> I don't know. No, because I keep still following them. You. Yeah, because <laughs>
0: you have all of them. Turns out he has three canes, and um, but they're all in Ben's collection now. I I'm think sorry. the card
1: that the, the most most people are, are excited about is uh, uh, Atla Polani, Nest. Tender. Okay, this is the three drop. So it's, it's the alternate commander, four drop. right? Four drops. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, Okay. So right, one of the what alternate commands. The one so.
0: on the bottom, one on the cover is a five mana two five, is that right? And this one's a four mana two three. Yeah, gear. All oh, right, yeah. So we got so, the wrong Ben in to talk about the egg stack, unfortunately.
1: Yes, but I have, I have a a a an idea to pose to you. So Ooh. most of the internet uh, is talking about this card because it's very easy to do a sweet little cool infinite combo. Okay. With it, which is you have Atla out. You have uh, what is it, Thornbite Staff? Okay, that's the Wizard uh, Morning Tide
0: Staff that equips to a or to a Shaman one probably. Yeah. Sorry, a Shaman one mm-hmm. equips for free when you get a Shaman in and allows the Shaman to ping, right? Yes. Taps deal also, the damage. Yeah. It untaps
1: whenever a creature dies, right. which is the key right. line of text on here. That's why it's more than ten cents. Yeah. yeah. So now. Uh, basically, whenever a thing dies, you can untap your uh, Atla because she's a shaman, mm-hmm. and so all you got to do is throw in a uh, Ashnod's Altar in okay. there, and that will sacrifice the creature as well as give you two colorless mana to use Thornbite Staff again, if you would like. Um, but well, sorry, you're not using Thornbite Staff; you're using um, it's Her untapping, ability. and then you're using Atla's ability to make an egg. Okay, so I'm sorry. Do so we look, need a third piece to? deal the damage or whatever because no so the damage doesn't matter that's that's okay. not what okay. what we're talking about here so you have atla right got atla so can we bring atla co- back up yeah Sorry. so she costs it's the one i'm the least familiar with yeah she's for two mana you oh tap right her she's and got, got a trigger she's got a trigger whenever an egg dies yeah so now right. you tap her, you make your egg. You have your egg. You sacrifice that egg to the altar. Right. It makes some cool thing, which we'll talk about in a sec. That's that's the juicy part. Yeah. And then uh, because it's a di- thing's dying, she's a shaman. She gets to untap. You also get two mana from that sacrifice of the uh, Ashnod's altar. So now you can pay two to make another egg. Yeah. And then sacrifice the egg. And basically you play your You can sacrifice whole deck.
0: as many eggs as you want. And the triggers every time on her, every time an egg dies, you're gonna polymorph. Mm-hmm. So you just make sure that you've got a Kiki-Jiki and a Pestermite somewhere in your deck or whatever your choice is. You can't put a dragons. but yeah. Oh, right. My, sort of my B. But just Kiki-jiki and a Resto Angel. They're just, or
2: just every creature in your deck comes in. Sure, out. <laughs> yeah. Just every creature in your deck. Make sure that it's not really one of them gives the other ones yeah.
1: haste and then just attack everybody. Yeah. Now, this, that's what everyone's talking about. Right. Just getting a whole bunch of Terracidons, right? Yes. yeah. Now, if you are not looking to do that because maybe you're playing more casually and, and more for fun and stuff like that. If um, you want to
2: be fair. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's
1: like, well, play all the egg creatures and stuff. And you're right, right, there are some cool eggs. In fact, literally in the deck, you've got Rock Egg, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just like classic uh like classic card where uh has very yeah. well rock egg
0: a is a callback to rook egg from yes. arabian Nights, but it's right. in yeah. white
1: instead of red mm-hmm.
0: it's sort of more of a white kind of effect i would say having a defensive card and then also having a flying
1: creature yeah but right? rook, what's egg, in, rook egg same card but in red Well what's interesting is yeah sorry oh, sorry so it costs four we're noting form. too that sorry. rook egg sorry i should we should i should have been clear rook rock. egg is an actual creature type egg yeah rock egg is not it's a bird Oh, wow. I need yeah. to notice. Okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, which they, is frustrating. Is that
0: right? They, they It's not oracled to be an egg? That's no, so I mean, unless okay. they've
1: changed it. Let that's me, fine. That's fine. Let me maybe see, they just
0: did that to teach It
2: is you. a bird egg. Oh, it's oh
1: is it? It's okay, it's so it's they both. did oracle it. it. It's a bird egg. Okay, cool. Good, okay. Good, so, good, Were you
0: looking at your copy at home or whatever? And it yeah, just said like, bird? it just said bird. Yeah, yeah, brutal. yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, there's also uh, there's another egg creature from, I want to say Mirrodin, maybe Darksteel, that's like... Some kind of oh, there's dragon egg. It's yeah. a good one too, um, and it's like I think it's four to cast, and then it also does like a polymorph thing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: chromatic egg maybe. I'm not sure, but the the main thing that everyone is like, well, there's like six eggs. No, there's approximately about. 15 to 20 eggs. all the shapeshifters are eggs. Boom. You right. got to th- you got to put that in your head. All these shapeshifters all the changelings well, while they could be vampires or they could be
0: goblins yeah. they are also eggs. Modern Horizons just gave us a bunch more eggs. That's
2: that's, that's not like a, a great assignment as a shapeshifter. It's like, okay, you're changeling, you're going to spend the next 10 years as an egg. Yeah. Don't move. Uh,
1: so, yeah, you, you can basically do that. And, and also, I mean, you could still put the Thornbite staff in, and then no matter what, your egg now can turn into another egg as right. well, and you can start splitting them off and having all kinds of uh, fun things. Cause, so you could basically fill your entire deck with nothing but gigantic, big, scary creatures and changelings. Right. Um and then that's just like a fun little Get, polymorphy stuff. Maybe try to, to put some in there. Guess who mm-hmm. got
2: Oracle to be a lizard egg. Ooh, no, cool. not
0: not on color for Commander, Man. but that's good to know. I mean, clearly pictured in the art is Ludovic's test egg. Yeah. Right? And so the other thing that I was looking that at with the so two yeah.
1: was uh are there effects like arcane adaptation in these colors? Um uh, arcane adaptation is two and a green for right. an enchantment that you select creature type. All creatures are, are in your hand or in the graveyard or everywhere are that type. So I,
0: I want to jump in here with, I think, the answer to your question, which is sort of a soft no. Because these enchantments that permanently get your creature types all to line up have been printed more recently in blue. Mm-hmm. Very recently in standard. Yeah. This card was also in uh, New Phyrexia, I think. And Oh, was it? It's a different one. Oh, right. It's yeah, the okay. same effect. And then the original one is Zenergraft in black. Or whatever. It's yeah. Conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the actual name of the enchantment. But I'm sure you found out while you were looking for changelings, there's a way to turn all your creatures into all the creature types for a turn. It's Well, okay, there's that. Yeah. But I was going to mention rune type Okay, sure. One of your creatures yeah. permanently turns yeah. into, yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah, by yeah, one. Yeah. And there's another rune type in MH1. There's an axe rune style slag type. Oh, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's there's equipments. What was the thing that also, you actually beat you know, me to it? Well, okay, so I was thinking of Surge of Thoughtweft, I want to say. So. Maybe. No, that's the wrong. Shields of Vellus Vel. There's Shields of oh, Vellus which okay. is a one-white mana instant that'll turn all your, your creatures into every creature type until end of turn. And there's also actually a real card, Mirror Entity, That'll do it. Right. but they their power and toughness will change to whatever mana you put into Mirror Entity, mm-hmm. and Mirror Entity is a one one for three on its own. Yeah, on their own. <laughs>
1: um, so there are ways to to go about doing it, but ba- yeah. yeah, basically, uh, go forth and turn your. Oh, I'm wrong. Sorry. This this is a changeling.
0: I thought he also, or they also gave all the creature types. Oh no, they do. They do. I'm not yeah, wrong.
1: Yeah, and gain uh, all creature types. Yeah, I just couldn't read the end of the sentence fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> so go for if it. Had too much coffee, Ben. Shape shifting uh, eggs. Yeah. Okay. Shape-shifting uh, eggs looks really fun. Yeah. The other uh, two decks are madness and and uh, flash creatures. Or sorry, yeah, uh, spells. I mean, yeah, yeah. So flashback deck seems fun. I don't think it's anything too wild and wacky. I think the thing that most people are pretty excited about is that we have a legendary wall now, and that's pretty cool. right? Um, pillow fight lovers everywhere have found out that you can, yes, absolutely make nobody able to attack ever. You can build your own ens- ensnaring bridge if you'd like. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Paramicon Sky Rampart This is the deck that features the exotic orchard. So we should give it a nod for printing that, you know? Um, And it's a one five flying defender. And then when it enters the battlefield, you choose left or right. uh, And everyone's only able to attack in that direction, essentially, you have to attack the player that's next to you. And a lot of people figured out that you could do an effect like spark double, uh, copy it and choose the opposite direction, which means nobody can attack.
0: This is, I mean, yeah, I would tend to agree with you. This deck has a whole bunch of, like, the kind of, you would say, typical Spells Matters cards in them. It's got a few interesting spicy hits, like Zetapla is in this deck. Yep, yep. And Sun Titan and Rao. those are all interesting printings for, yeah. for a Spells deck. But it's mostly, you know, uh, flashback, Spells Matter kind of archetype. And it's, it's my favorite it's archetype it's cer- to play. Yeah, no, and it's got this wall commander, so you have the option of playing it in this wall archetype mm-hmm. uh, as well. Like, or, uh, with this, like, sort of wall shell
1: to just like build up defense as pillow fort, as you said, and then, yeah. just,
0: and then just combo that with playing a whole bunch of spells.
1: Yeah, I think so honest, so. honestly fun. the more exciting card out of this is the, what, another one of the other uh, commanders, which is right. uh, Elsha of the Infinite. That one actually does look pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, cause it's like, it's another one of those spells matter cards that if you run uh, Sensei's Divining Top and some sort of like effect that makes it cost, artifacts cost one less, you win. Right, like you basically play like your pulled, de- or you can play through like your whole deck and stuff like that, um, right. and it's it, it you do all kinds of things. And and if you want to, you can also punch really hard with her and stuff, right? Because like you could, you, it, it, I think there's so many cool avenues you can go. Like obviously, it doesn't work like because Savine, which is the the main kind of card, is all about the flashback right. uh, aspect Spells of the cards. Matter
0: flashback, yeah.
1: Um, And while that's like neat and all, I feel like Elsha can do more with like the cards that are in here a little bit. Like um, being able to kind of churn through your library really quick is sort of important and and a big part of these sort of Spells Matters decks.
0: Yeah, and Elsha maybe asks more of you as a deck builder to kind of, or as a player to kind of figure out how best to use them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, Jins are just super cool. I like the Jeskai gins a it's lot. It's Great art. Yeah. yeah. Love the Jeskai temple behind it. Okay. Um, we should we should wrap that up. Yeah. Let's that okay. Say, so, all right. I'll, well, we'll we're like, going to wait till Cameron's back on to talk about the rest of the Madness Commander sure, deck, if that's sure. all right.
1: Yeah. All, all I will say yeah. on this card is that um, while a lot of people are kind of nagging on the fact that like Madness is not very good, a lot of Madness cards I think are. Actually, not amazing. they're just underpowered cards, yeah, yeah. They're just not amazing. Worth noting that with Anja, it you basically kind of get to play blue white magic in Rakdos in a way, okay? Because while well, you what, have your Anja at least, what it, yeah. What it would, yeah, what it reads, what it reads as to me is just remember that madness basically gives things flash in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, like you and can, with this, it you turns have, them all into cantrips, yeah. Right? You don't all your have to, play on your yeah. yeah. So, uh, just keep that in mind. I think this this like this one's kind of been written off really quickly, um, but it also has the most exciting card in the world, which is Crick, and you can, we can maybe they yeah I mean maybe they just wanted to print Anja and say
0: hey, and it's just kind of a very straightforward, not super broken madness deck, but when you have her out and she has haste, mm-hmm. so it's like when you land her, then you just get to play this other weird game where you're just like churning through your deck and casting sort of free spells like they're all cheap, everything's cheaper when you madness it, and. Except for a few of them that are like more expensive because they're twice as powerful, yeah. but usually they're cheaper. And then because uh, you had to work to discard it, and then it replaces itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about Crick later. I discard, can't. So I yeah. Can't sorry, do it right we need now. to go do can't another do right show. Now, actually, yeah. right now.
1: So that's why we're wrapping it up. Yeah. But yeah, Crick is probably if you the like bullets, thing out in here. All. Yeah. This I'm calling this right now. This is Hogak number two of Commander. Yeah. We'll come back to Crick. <sighs> okay. So for stop printing cards that make things free. <laughs> stop it.
0: Stop it. <laughs> so if you need to pick these commander decks up, you can do it at cardkingdom.com. And if you go to .com/lrr and tell them that LRR sent me button, please, we'll give you a button. Um, we thank them for all their support of us and everything we do, and we also thank you at patreon.com forward slash loading ready run for all your kinds and generous support and for helping us keep the lights on and also thank you if you have joined as a youtube member so for myself nelson and ben. and paul over in the booth yo we'll see you next time thanks so much